You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. Oh my God, oh my God again. Saturday Night WrestleManiacs back a day after WWE Super Showdown in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. You got the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Hello, hello. You got, of course, me, the big guy, KG. As you can hear from the excitement in our voice, what an epic event. Yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. We just starting around the universe talking about Super Showdown and, and everything that happened and some behind the scenes or what may be coming to the forefront now that uh, led to some interesting finishes. But the night started off with uh, Seth being the pyro palooza <laughs> uh, as he uh, went up against Barry, Baron Corbin. So uh, I called it a not too bad of a match. I know I was looking at the, the ratings by CBS. They actually gave it a, a B. They said it was a pretty good start uh, for the show. But uh, I thought it was good between Seth and Baron Corbin. It's good to see that Baron Corbin, after being thrown under the bus for the quote-unquote ratings, is getting his opportunity to actually have high-profile matches at high-profile locations. And don't get it twisted just because they started the show. They actually, in my opinion, set a strong pace and, and presence for the show because we went from um, Baron Corbin doing – the, the old-fashioned heel move where he grabs a weapon and the, the ref stops him, and next thing you know, he gets rolled up one, two, three, and that's how Seth Rollins won. So you had the, what I'm calling the old-fashioned. But then you had Brock Lesnar come in on what my opinion is is a complete work of a, a moment with, um, oh gosh, with Paul Heyman. Because Paul Heyman's trip, in the ring, which led to Brock Lesnar getting the crap beat out of him with a chair, I think was all part of the plan and not accidental. That's just me. I mean, did you get that same feel or were you thinking, oh, snap, Paul just bust his face? I got the same feel because when he fell, I said, uh-oh. And then I seen, you know, the hesitation and Seth just got up and went to town. I just immediately, I was like, okay, good job, fellas. Yeah, yeah, I was happy with that. I, if, at first, I thought like, "Oh snap! Did he, did he just really trip?" But then, when Brock's reaction was not of anger towards Paul, I was like, "Okay, they're setting up for something." And then the setup, I think that's going to run for the next several pay per views and, and maybe a couple raws in there because we know how Brock's schedule is. That it's going to be a potential cash in, but it doesn't happen because there is something afoot. This is one option right now where you see Paul Heyman distracts Brock by tripping into the ring and Seth gets the upper hand. It could be the next time that Brock, like he did on Monday, beats the crap out of Seth Rollins, but then decides, nah, not yet. So I think they're going to play that ping pong back and forth on a Universal Championship Money in the Bank cash-in until maybe, geez, Survivor Series? Or if I was going to milk it, I would milk it all the way to WrestleMania. You could. And then have him cash it in 
at Mania for some epic event. I don't know what it would or, or epic match. I don't know what the match would be, but it wouldn't be against Brock Lesnar for the the, the championship at Mania. It'd be Seth Rollins maybe versus a couple people, or Seth could be involved in a tag match and then have it cashed in. Just something out of the ordinary so that way when a cash-in happens, it, actually, that would be great. It'd be Seth Rollins, I mean, let's say Seth and Roman versus Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And then in the middle of the match, Bobby Lashley would have probably powerbombed Seth Rollins and you just see Brock jump over and cover him. And the ref is like, what's going on? Count it. <laughs> he counts it. And that's how he loses the belt. But the match isn't over. Or so I don't know. So, something like that. I don't know. You have to figure out to flesh it out. But I wouldn't want the match to be over. I want it to be like, or maybe it's outside the ring. Yeah, that'd probably be better. If it was outside the ring, Seth was uh, laying outside the ring. Brock would run around, F5 him, and then do the count. And win the Universal Championship. And then get back up and finish the match. That would be crazy. Wishful <laughs> booking uh, and thought process there, but if I had to take it to the, the, the full twelve month time period for um, cash in the money in the bank, I think that'd be pretty crazy. Nobody would expect it. They'd be waiting for it, but they'd be like, well, "I don't know. It's, it's in a tag match. How's it going to work?" And they're all wrestling together, and it looks like Brock may not get to finish, but it would just happen outside the ring. Well, you know, I say it all the time, not because. You know, I pay you. <laughs> whenever you flesh it out, when it comes out like that, sometimes they screw it up, but sometimes they'll do it just the way you said it. When you do it that way, it works out so well. But like you say, it's something that can be dragged out, but I don't think it's going to be Seth Rollins who Brock winds up cashing in on. I think really? Seth dropped the belt between now and then. Who do you think would take it? Uh, I don't know. I would say Baron Corbin, but I, speaking of which, I don't know why they keep putting him in matches that he's no that we know he's not going to win. Well, I mean, you got this is one of those times where it, it's like a nobody's expected to have the title change hands because it's very rare, as you know, that they change titles on on foreign soil. But this is just one of those you got to have a high profile, and uh, Corbin could draw enough heat. Yeah, and uh, if, if you listen to uh, the lot of the crowd on yesterday afternoon, yeah, he was getting a lot of heat because I heard a lot of cuss words coming. Yeah, which is interesting. This crowd versus uh, the previous one at the uh, the greatest uh, Royal Rumble. That's two. It was two different feels, and I don't know if it's because you didn't as much. Saudi Arabian royalty at ringside. I don't know if you paid attention to that, but remember last time, all you had was lounge chairs and kids running around all over the place uh, because they was like, we can do whatever we want because we the reason why you're here. Mm-hmm. Versus this time, it was more traditionally seated and you didn't see a lot of that happening. There was one incident when one guy was patting um, Shane McMahon on the back as Shane was thrown out of the ring and they quickly kiboshed that but it was a in my opinion a totally different feel so the fans were able to get a little bit more into it so it's almost like you may have been overseas but you had any sense in reference to how the heat was done coming straight off the video packages 
True indeed. And I I, I, I was wondering, have that doesn't normally happen when you know you reach over the rail and then you, you touch one of the one of the, the wrestlers. I mean, whether it be Shane or not, you don't normally see security swoop in so fast. Heck yeah. I thought he was about to choke that guy out. He did yeah, that, that swole dude just jumped there. Hey, <laughs> oh snap, get him, son, get him. <laughs> he worked quick. That, that's security right there. That is security. Pay attention, DC. That's security. Because we're still trying to figure out how you uh DC PD that is put Ronda Rousey and Beth uh Beth in the same car at the same time. Like neither one of y'all saw the other person in there. Nobody got that clue, but whatever. That's <laughs> a whole different beef right there. So then um we had uh Finn Balor versus Andrade Cien almost and I thought it was a pretty good match. It wasn't match of the night. When you find out what I think is match of the night, you'll be like, what the heck is going on? But uh, I thought it was a, a really good match. Andrade tapped it to his uh, old school AAA Lucha on, on some of it. Finn Balor did his normal when it came down to the demon. I would like, truthfully, I, know, I guess I'm being picky, but I liked a little bit more paint. But I did like the demon druids and his entrance. I thought that was really good for Finn Balor and, and made sense. Um, so, you know, I would have liked a little bit more pyro for Andrade since, you know, it is pyro palooza. Well, and can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead, go ahead. There we go. I was having a little mic issue. <laughs> but you talk about paint with, uh, with, with, with Finn Balor. I don't know what normally when he does demon Finn Balor, his paint, is a little bit better quality where it does. I've never seen this paint rub off before. Yeah, not not that quickly. So I, I was wondering too. That's a good call up. If his uh, normal paint guy was there, or if they had somebody stand in, because you know that's a lot of people to put on a plane. You have to get your your passport and and be ready to to travel not only overseas but uh, over to a unique location. So yes. this guy may not have been able to make it. Um, to give us the full demon look, or it could just been, you know, an alternative try, a test, uh, just for the pay per view to see how people would react to that look. But I, I was wondering, like, you know, that's not typical demon, you know. This should be the we don't see the the teeth across the chest and and the tongue and and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's normally a lot more intricate. That is. It was also 101 degrees on the ground uh, versus the temperature of 96. So that could have also played a, a factor into it as well. So, you know, depending, you were gassing out a lot more because you're expending so much sweat. The body would just say, hey, this paint's got to go because it's making us too hot. So that could have been a possibility as well. But it's a dry heat. It's the desert. No, it's hot as hell heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Hot as hell heat to uh, Americans. Everybody else at the Saudis was like, yeah, this is normal. Like, oh, y'all hot? Man, come on. You ain't got to worry about that. Put this, put this uh, extra layer on. You'll feel better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I said that, you know, Balor versus Andrade, in my opinion, was almost matching tonight. But to me, this is where it gets interesting. 
I think the match of the night, mostly because of the finish and the story that was told, was Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns. <sighs> I'm quite sure you're going to disagree with it, but I think that was match of the night. Well, I, in a way, I have to disagree with it because <sighs> I can't. I can't. Only reason why I can't because Shane beating Roman, but he, even though he had the help of Drew McIntyre, but I, I just I, <sighs> Shane got to get back in the gym because when he tried to get him in the triangle lock, he was struggling to get that leg locked, and he, he didn't anticipate <laughs> Roman being so, so big. big. Yeah, <laughs> but now I'm not gonna say it was bad in any way shape or form now the whole entire match was just good yeah it, it was just i don't know i, I wish drew mcintyre wouldn't have interfered and it would been a natural outcome because shane was kicking uh romans behind yeah but that was part of the good storytelling of it where to me it was like it, they were telling the story of shane being an underdog and hype because, yeah, that triangle thing, it showed that Shane is not as big compared to Roman. So that made Roman look bigger in, in that aspect. But it, it's the normal reverse where Shane's the underdog. Normally you would expect, you know, Roman Reigns would have like Seth Rollins in his corner. But there is no shield. So Shane needed help because Roman's a big dude. And Drew was interfering in intelligent ways. So it wasn't a clear... Uh, Drew McIntyre ran in on Roman Reigns and beat him down before the bell rung or anything like that. I mean, Shane was out there wrestling to his credit, but yet you had those little splashes of Drew McIntyre all the way up until Roman got the one up on Drew and, and whipped him into the, the ring steps and, and nullified him a little bit for a while while they continued to match on. But having that little bit of a, a sizzle, so that way it wasn't going to be, even though, again, I, I like to finish, but Triple H versus Randy Orton, um, you know, just that little bit of extra cherry on top, you know, because it was already a good cake. But when you put the cherry on top, you just had a little bit of extra something to, to make it a little bit more unique of a flavoring, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at from a, a crazy food analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I want some cake at this point. There ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, like I said, to me, that was match of the night because the finish, I was expecting Roman to win A. Because with all the beatdowns that he's taken and all the stuff that Shane's been doing, I'm like, well, Shane's going to get put over. But when, but I'm sorry, Roman's going to win because Shane has been, you know, getting over. But when that mishap, quote unquote, where Shane's, Elbow hit Charles Robinson and Charles went down and then Drew rolled out with the quickness and she got the one, two, three. I was like, that is a strong, good, intelligent finish. Whoever came up with that finish, I thought that was well worth the story that we sat through and watched, um, even with Drew McIntyre, because he played his role at the right spot and boom, Shane was able to get the win and it did set up for other things but it kept the Shane McMahon way of becoming Mr. McMahon intact since, you know, he's not going a traditional 
I'm running a, the, the company. This is it, Austin. This is it. And that's how you build No Chance in Hell, Mr. McMahon. So now we're getting a little bit of a different feel with the best in the world, Shane McMahon, until the only person that can go up against that concept would be CM Punk. But I liked it. Match of the night for me. You're a hater. Period. So then we had Lars Sullivan's first official wrestling match, which I guess laughingly he won via disqualification because the Lucha House Party, all three of them, gave him a receipt in a form of a beatdown, which the best thing I, I thought was crazy was Kalisto grabbing his legs to which at that point made Lars not look as big. And all they did was just gave an old fashioned mud hole stomping with a little bit of Lucha flavor coming off the top rope off. Uh, I believe that was um, grand Metalik, um coming off of the top rope at one point landing a splash. So that, that beat down was well worth it to Lars, but did it really help anything? Is is the problem, and that's the that's the question. What do you think? Do you think it was good for Lars to to win via DQ, or was no. it better for Lucha House Party to not look like jobbers? Well, to be quite honest, I, I, I use the same websites you use. I use CBS, and they gave it an F. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I haven't been impressed by Lars. And granted. This dude is a physical specimen. He is huge. And he was quick and agile. I don't know if you peeped that as well. I was impressed on how light he was on his feet, almost like uh, Braun Strowman. Right. A little bit shorter. And he has pretty decent mic skills. They can be polished a little bit. I mean, from he passed the eye test. But when it comes to in-ring capability, this didn't show any of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he was going against Lucha Lucha House Party, but I mean, did you really think that they were going to beat him? You matching yeah. power and agility versus skill and speed, and that power. I mean, what he did to them on a ramp, gee, me Christmas, and they kept <laughs> saying, "Oh, on the steel." I don't think that's steel, but I, it doesn't give. I mean, it looks like it hurts. Yeah, that was some LED <sighs> panels, but. Yeah, um, but it's no giving those LED panels. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Though. You're still feeling that. I was like, oh, snap. Are y'all going to break them things? You still got the rest of the show to go through. But I don't know. I th- I'm trying I, to think. The only way Lars would have a, a stretch or a test of a match would be him going against. I know that sounds crazy, but I think Drew McIntyre's wrestle everybody. Right. Because he is that good at this moment. Versus when he was first in the WWE as a, the, the chosen one. I think he could go on a run like Kevin Owens did. Where he's just wrestling everybody. No no F's given. And he's just wrestling whoever wants to show up. Or you want to go? Let's go. That heel face, it doesn't matter. And Drew is just facing him. I think Drew versus Lars would be the education that Lars would need. Or Seth versus Lars. or He's going to need somebody to really show him how to flesh it out and give a little bit better of a match. I think Lucha did good for what they could do. 
and they got some retribution, which I, I thought, like I said, was really cool. Uh, even though they caught the beatdown afterwards, and then just thinking of the fact that Lucha House Party got disqualified for laying down a beatdown, it's like, well, okay, I can get with that, <laughs> you know. Versus right. expecting Lars Sullivan getting a disqualification because he just threw somebody into a chair and you told him to stop and he didn't. So I, I guess I could get with it. It, it wasn't the, the most phenomenal match, but it is what it is. But I don't think anybody – well, Lucha looked a little bit more – Lucha House Party looked a little bit more hardcore in that one, but didn't really move the needle for Lars yet. He needs a, somebody better to work off of. I, I think add to the list that you just made where who he should face – Bobby Lashley, yeah, Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. hell, even Titus O'Neil, yeah. somebody that's comparable in size and strength as okay. him. Now, I will say as much as I like Titus, but I think Titus needs to work with Bobby Lashley in him too. Titus, <laughs> Titus is just so long in reference to his legs and his arms that I think he needs to work with somebody that can show him how to close it in. So his moves are are tighter. And I know it's funny from somebody that's an armchair quarterback or a sideline junkie saying, <laughs> you know, this is how. But looking at it, and if you watch some of his matches, he just seems so long. That's why the, the balance that he had with Darren Young was really good because you had that quick, small, close quarters wrestling, and then Titus would come in with the big man moves and do some stuff. And when Titus is doing a match on his own, like, actually, if Titus wrestled gender on a long program, I think that would tighten him up. Or Titus and Cesaro, I think that would tighten it up. Because you got the height, but you can work that close quarters and get a little bit more of that grapple in there. And then he could really hone in how to make it look like he's a smaller guy in reference to reach, but a big guy at the same time. I mean, NFL-wise, whew, he's killing it in reference to, you know, uh, arm reach and everything else in height. But and, and the 20 by 20, just got to – maybe that's just me, be, me being picky, but I look at those things and, and seeing it just a little bit tighter. But that's what you're supposed to do. That, that That's that's what – when we, we talk about uh, – I, I don't want to say job definition, but when we talk about what everybody brings to the table, that's what you do. That's what you bring to the table. Because I wouldn't have never thought that. I wouldn't have never paid attention to that. Now I'm going to pay attention to it every time I see Titus and be like, okay, that's what he means. You just opened my eyes to something totally new. I'm weird, man. I can't I, I can't watch the stuff anymore. It's just the show, with the exception of WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber. Because in my mind, I automatically know I'm regressing how I'm going to look at it. Uh, I'm just going to watch it as the match and the spectacle. But outside of those instances, it, I'm very nitpicky um, on it, especially like when I'm live. All I'm watching is production. <laughs> I could care less about what's happening in the ring. I'm watching visual cues. I'm looking for everything that's going on. Where's the guy with the spotlight for Cesaro? How many seconds do they have before they come out, before the whiteout happens? With the spotlight, I mean, all those things is what I'm looking at. Is the timing for Randy Orton, which it was really good at Super Showdown. The timing for uh, the flashes of light as you had the guitar riff happening. 
was it actually spot on that time or was a little bit off? You know, that's what I look for. Just straight production value. Um, I'm I'm like at that crazy, crazy uh, smart mark, so to speak. And speaking of Randy Orton versus Triple H, Trips brought back out the bike, which uh, the crowd popped for that. And he looked really good. He looked leaner. So you can tell he had an injury. Mm-hmm. It's me look, overlooking it again. And then um, you can see he lost some weight. And it was more so weight and muscle mass combined with age. Because <laughs> remember about Triple H's legs? I mean, his thighs was big ham hocks. Not that I'm looking at Triple H and his legs, but I'm like, wait a minute. Trips look like he didn't lost a little. So I don't know if that's just him, his diet and what he's doing now to, to be a little bit more leaner. But you can tell he's gotten some muscle definition he's not as swollen as he used to be i guess on the lower half the upper half was still not too bad so he's good but in, in the lower half um you could tell that his diet or at least i could tell that his diet exercise and the injury played in a little bit of a factor for how he was building things up even coming off of wrestlemania but overall i thought it was a pretty decent match they told a great story um uh, between the pedigrees and the rkos and everything Randy Orton got won a match and, and he went over, which I thought that should because of Triple H's in the background running NXT and stuff. Why should he beat Randy Orton just for the sake of beating Randy Orton when Randy has more opportunity, title shots and, and things of potential? So I thought the right man won. And it wasn't that bad of a match. No, it, it wasn't. It was a pretty good match. That's my vote for match of the night. Okay. But only thing... That upset me. Triple H's entrance. Because I, I mean I, I'm expecting King of Kings. I'm expecting him to come out on the throne with the mask and the crown. That's what I'm expecting. And I keep getting my hopes up and I'm not going to get it. Now granted I'll never get Motorhead playing him down the ramp again. Okay fine. That I, I I'm I'm at peace with that. You get the, you get Lemmy's hologram. I probably so. <laughs> but I would love to hear them. I, I would just love to hear that, and him come down, you know, or his throne sitting there, the crown, everything's right. But ah, uh, you're just not giving it to me. So you want the AEW counter jab, is what you're saying? Basically, you know, even bigger. And better thrown than what what he the, what the meme I sent you the the a bigger throne than what piss Aunt Cody blew up. Yeah. So what you're saying is what you should have seen was a bunch of people walking up dressed as skeletons or whatever I don't know whatever it would be, and they're bringing pieces of something, and then they're building the throne back together, and then on the throne you will have a couple letters that say AEW. And you would build the throne, and then the lights would go out. And it would open up, and then there's Triple H sitting on it with a bunch of pyro, crown and all. Yep. Now see, and that had been a return jab. That had been a return jab. Yeah. How hard is that? You put that together. How hard? But this match, it was pretty good. But I, what was that? That was Michael Cole that did this match. Mm-hmm. 
if I hear vintage out of Michael Cole's mouth one more time, that's his thing. Every <sighs> how many things does he have? He just got vintage. Vintage, vintage Randy Orton, vintage Triple H. Oh, he's oh vintage, vintage. Oh my God, will you stop saying vintage? That's his thing. That's that's his. Oh my God. I would I would prefer classic. No, that wouldn't sound right. You know, classic Randy Orton, classic Triple H, old school Triple H. That that's like uh, not hearing Boomer Sooner from Jim Ross. Well, you got you got to hear that. Oh, I mean, that's oh that my goes, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh by God, or oh, Mamma Mia from uh Mara Ronaldo. It just goes with the territory. You know, when you get Michael Cole, it's just gonna happen. He, he got nothing else in the tank but vintage. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just kinda sorta I, I I've watched Michael Cole go from backstage interviewer mm-hmm. to announce table. And I know you got a lot more than that. You you went through the entire attitude era. And you went through the ruthless aggression era, the PG era. You went through all the eras. You mean the attitude era that's rumored to be coming back? We'll get into that when we get to the main event because uh, I smelled a little bit of that earlier. Oh, we're about to go into the main event right now. I'm not even going to play with you. All right, we are? Yeah, we're going to the main event right now. Well. Taker versus Goldberg. Man. Take. Taker became overface. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? We got blood. That's the first time in about 12 years we got blood in a WWE match. You know, but Goldberg and we had Goldberg's headbutt and four before he came out. So he already yeah, so. had the spot. That's where I thought he was bleeding from. But then when it became apparent that he really did cut himself, on the guardrail, uh, I'm sorry, on the post. It's like, oh, snap, he really is cut. But I didn't think that he got concussed out of that as well. But, I mean, kudos to Goldberg at his age um, and not being consistently in the ring and being a quote-unquote ring shape for still having the muscle memory, the, the wherewithal to continue with the match for what he could do. But, you know, also kudos to Undertaker for realizing, I don't want to call it because of this high profile, so I can't say, hey, we need the ref, but at the same time, we need to tap this one out. And he went for the choke slam and went for the pin. So Taker called the finish on that. was like, it's time to go home because Goldberg may be out on his feet. And he admitted, hey, I apologize. Apparently, I got a concussion that, that, that hit, the, hit the post a little too hard and with too much force, and it just happened. So I, I, other than that, I mean, I think it, it lived up to what it could be for what it was in this stage in their careers. Taker's entrance was Taker's entrance. He actually didn't. They didn't do the shortcut where he came through halfway. He actually walked all the way down. And then, uh, you know, Goldberg's entrance was a little bit longer because they went OG WCW and had him walk all the way and they kept the music going. So um, that was the only difference I saw in Saudi versus U.S. Because U.S. at that point in time, we were still chanting Goldberg all the way 
until he got in. So if it took four minutes, we was Goldberging it up. <laughs> so they got tired <laughs> until he came out. But then again, me nitpicking, they hit that pyro before he came out. Um, and we didn't have Goldberg step in and breathe the fire, quote unquote, and do all that stuff. So they were a little bit off on timing for Goldberg in two spots. The back pyro when he does the punches and kicks was off. And then the pyro when he uh, was supposed to walk through and breathe the fire, which would have given that extra effect, which I think, in my opinion, is what really puts Goldberg in 100% into that character. The first one, which is him almost concussing himself up against the, the dressing room door. But once he walks through that fire and that hits him, you know, he, he gets that pyro, then, then you know that he is in 100% Goldberg mode. But when he couldn't land uh, the jackhammer, that's when I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. But then that, it, I, I kind of attributed that a little bit more to, to Taker. Because you had to get yourself up. So that way, I think Goldberg had the motion, but he was almost, I'd say, 75% deadlift and taker. So I think that was that was more taker on that one. If you watch it back versus when he uh, jackhammered Big Show, just to put it in comparison, Show got up. Right. And then, you know... Goldberg did the rest for a couple seconds and then it went down. But Taker didn't get up that high. So Goldberg was trying to muscle it, but then inertia happened and he just had to go over. And he let Taker go instead of driving down on Taker, which I thought was safer, in my opinion, because Taker could take, he could stick the landing, for lack of a better term, on his back and Goldberg dropped down. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just that, that was just an unfortunate thing. You know, Goldberg isn't running into the ropes like in comparison to a Nia Jax who does it more often than not. So that way the person like an Alexa Bliss or somebody can have a shot. So Goldberg's not running into the turnbuckle all the time. So it just, it just happened. So taking it with a grain of salt, the spectacle of it, I thought was really cool. Now, on the flip side, the, the, the greediness of myself I thought, how would it been if it was Sting? Because that spot wouldn't even happen. There would be no need to. The only turnbuckle you would have been would have been a running Stinger Splash. So I think that does open a door for Goldberg. If Knowing how Goldberg is and a perfectionist in reference to wanting to give the fans the best that he can give. I think Goldberg is going to wrestle another match very soon for some reason. It's not going to be against Taker, but he's going to wrestle another match so that way he goes out officially on his terms of performance. Because he can still wrestle. Goldberg is still good. I wouldn't even mind him doing another full program. Hmm. Why not? And you know what I'll put him? Right down in NXT. Not diminishing him in any way. But why not? Why not have a Bill Goldberg down at NXT going up against uh, anybody <laughs> and just starting to establish a new streak? Why not? Well, it's no problem with that. But think about this. And 
something that was said when Goldberg was coming down the ramp. And to this day, to this day, in my Dante Wilder voice, um, I didn't realize he's the only man to hold the WCW championship, the WWE championship, and a universal championship. He's the only man to hold all three belts in different times, but he's the only one to hold all three. I never yeah, realized that's the that. one that eluded Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho would have had that accolade, but he just never got the title chance. Jericho technically should have been that one first and truth, but he just it wasn't in the cards for Chris Jericho back then. But Goldberg should get the NXT championship. And I'm telling you, if he starts up another streak down there and he's just running through people. You know, and he's just beating them. Take over is Goldberg versus Dream, Goldberg versus Adam Cole. Just because, can you imagine how much wind that would take out of the sales of AEW? Because yes. all the old school, good old boy WCW on TNT watchers, hint, hint, WWE, hope you're paying attention to this part. I'm giving you liquid gold here. All the WCW OG, you know, 40, 50 demographic that been, oh, man, I remember when that time. And now they can sit down with their kids and their kids can relive a new streak with Goldberg. You're going to watch TNT AEW? Or <laughs> you mean Goldberg is about to win the NXT? What? We're going to have an NXT special on USA? What? Immediately following SmackDown? What? You turn it on, go, burn. like, what the heck just happened? Come on, man. KG, come on, man. AEW is going to be like, oh, shit. We fighting for advertising hey. time right now, and y'all just gave Goldberg the championship, and he is wrestling. Yep. And you can't say, oh, it's like Brock. No, he's wrestling. He's there in NXT putting in work. And you can't – nobody's going to believe, oh, he's just fighting like indie talent. No, NXT is up there. In reference to quality, Ricochet has proved it. Alistair Black has proved it. Um, so, just the, the fact that you know you've got talent down there, and we've got Adam Cole, baby, versus Goldberg, and and you know Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and you know all these, these juggernauts that are in NXT, and they're learning from Goldberg. But you're getting a, a legitimate streak happening again and then he goes to smackdown and then he continues his streak before getting to raw where at that point why not brock's a champion goldberg versus brock three Mm. (laughs) but this time goldberg's got a streak behind him and guess what brock's gonna be or paul Heyman's gonna be cutting the eloquent promo on we've already beaten one streak so why not show that the 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 beast incarnate, the street killer, can defeat another streak? The streak he could have beat in WCW had Brock Lesnar had decided to go to WCW instead of signing with WWE and OVW. So we took out Taker and spared Goldberg because we didn't think WCW was that that good. Now we're gonna destroy Goldberg's streak and add another notch to our belt and walk out as the champion. Come on, son. I'm telling you. Hot fire. Oh, I spit hot fire. My. I spit hot fire. Dylon. Dylon's the girl. Sorry. 
<laughs> that is a good year and a half worth of programming. Because if he's gonna, what was it? What was the streak? One seventy three and O. Yep. That doesn't even have to be that high. Oh, you could get to a hundred. You could get no, to no, no. Make it one seventy five. No, because remember, you don't want to diminish the, the NXT talent. Because remember how many jobbers was in that first sixty. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have, you know, when I say, I mean, we talking like indie jobbers, and then you would sprinkle in a Hugh Morris, um, Al Snow, or you know, other people in the twine before we started getting to the real meat and potatoes of who he was beating to continue the streak. So I don't want to diminish it that way. I want him coming in and actually beating legitimate talent. So it's like 55 and 0. Well, that, well see, I, I, when I say 175, I didn't mean it was going to be all NXT talent. No, it needs to be. It needs to be. No, because the reason why I say, I, I would say that, I pull from uh, uh, some of the local places, MCW and, no, and places no, in the Midwest. No. And just, you know, just somebody like he's going around and, you know, he's showing up doing appearances. On behalf of WWE and NXT. Well, I think that'd be them. That would be like, oh, they just copying off of AEW because that's what AEW is doing. They, they're running the indie circuit to, to continue their, their thing. I think it just needs to be, like I said, NXT. He wins the NXT championship. He takes the NXT championship to SmackDown and he's defending it on SmackDown mm. because NXT is going to get even, that's bringing more people into the network. So more people are subscribing to watch Goldberg. You're trying to get those old fans, but you want to get them back with him. Oh, Goldberg just beat Jimmy Walker. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, nobody won't care about that. But Goldberg versus uh, uh, Velveteen Dream. What? What are you talking about? Well, Goldberg versus Keith Lee or Goldberg, you know, versus uh, the original bro. I mean, all those, like, wait a minute. He's beating them? And they're that top talent. And then Goldberg shows up on SmackDown and then he's facing, you know, some SmackDown like Daniel Bryan. And then he's working it up and you're getting some of these dream opportunities that he normally would have. So it's great for the um, the talent that's wrestling with him because, man, how many of them can right now? You can't say Adam Cole. Yeah, man. Remember that time when I wrestled Goldberg? But now you can say, yeah, I wrestled Goldberg. He did beat me, but I wrestled Goldberg, <laughs> you know. Right, that, that's just an epic moment, and then, like I said, at fifty-five and zero, yes, that's pretty believable. And then Brock could do that, and then, like I said, so many more people are subscribing to the network, even if it's for one month. If you get ten thousand old WCW people at ten dollars uh, a pop, that's worth it right there. Man. All right, since you done fleshed it out like that, never mind. Your way sounds better. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm saying, it, like I said, if it if it was during the Attitude Era NXT existed, yeah, I'd be all for it. But I, I just think that um, I don't want to, like I said, take away from the NXT talent just because we just have somebody show up in full sale and Goldberg just beating them. Just to beat them. I mean, it, then it'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, they're going for that old thing again. Goldberg's 22-0, and 0, nobody really cares, but I said, if you're beating top talent at NXT and you just run it through it every week, then heck yeah. Hey. So we went through all that flushing out so we can bypass Braun Strowman versus uh, Bobby Lashley. We can bypass the 50-person the battle royal, which it was good to see AOP in. 
And it was good to see Titus actually not slide into the ring. So <laughs> those two things were epic moments. More epic. I mean, we know that they had, I mean, you know, Mansoor, uh, Al, uh, Shihari, part my sorry in uh, uh, pronunciation there. But Mansoor actually won uh, Saudi Arabian Sports Entertainment that recently signed to WWE. So, you know, they gave him that. But I thought it was going to be Mustafa Ali. But, hey, it's still good either way. So, I mean, the emotion when he won, that wasn't scripted. That was true emotion. Yeah. And I, 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 it kind of felt like he didn't know he was going to win. He actually worked for that. So that was true emotion. That right there made it real good to see. That made me personally happy to see that much emotion. So, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know what I noticed? What's that, that that was different from the last time they were in Saudi Arabia? What was that? The Renee, last- Young, Renee Young wasn't covered. She was covered enough. No, I mean she was covered, but I mean she didn't have the uh the hajib on. Yeah, that's true. She had she was covered head to toe last time. But like I said, different group at ringside. Right. And I, everything's starting to become a little bit more relaxed and I, I one, what they one thing, should have go I'm sorry, we're gonna say. I don't know. One thing that I'm 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 tired of seeing on uh social media is so many people uh criticizing the pay-per-views and this, that, and the other. And, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. You got to start opening up doors. You got to start extending the olive branch and and, and making friends. So you you can't be butting heads all the time. That's the only way we're going to make the world a better place. Yeah. And if wrestling brings everybody together, well, damn it, let's bring everybody together with wrestling. That's just I, I agree with that. Now, my extra sense on your two cents is the WWE needs to put their foot down and break one more barrier. The next one, women need to wrestle. Because you don't want to keep sending, we got seven more of these uh, to go, a message that Renee Young could be the only one seen and heard, but nobody else could come out, A, in their normal gear, and B, actually perform. They need to have that happen, and they need to push for it. Because I know that check was big, but they need to push for it and say, you know what? They want to see that as well. And we're not doing it as a, a disrespectful thing, but we want to do it as an empowerment thing. Because if the whole world is watching, how much more power would it be for people that are looking at your hierarchy negatively to see that the hierarchy approved women being seen in this empowering light. From a, you know, in my opinion, from a, 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 a political standpoint, even a worse politician, you know, would look good with uh, a nod like that. That would at least give them a positive feather in their cap. And, you know, it depends. But again, you know, we are talking about dictatorships and stuff like that. But still, even a, a evil dictator still wants to have to be liked or lied to that they're liked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
<laughs> you know, if you, I'm gonna pay this guy a lot of me and tell me everybody loves me before I kill them all. But at least I'm hearing that I, I'm like. But I think that WWE and uh, more so Stephanie needs to continue to push for that to be. You got seven more to go, so you got seven more opportunities, seven more years to do this. And if you can make that happen, and it can't be them all bodysuited, it'd be in their normal gear. So if they got stuff cut out and shown and 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 um, meshed out and all that stuff, that needs to be what, that needs to be what the world is seeing. And then it will make the that extra little couple cents that you was talking about go even further, message wise, in my opinion. Agree wholeheartedly. So then we had the what I call probably the main main event of the evening, which was Kofi v. Dolph Ziggler. Good match, cool finish with Xavier Woods interfering. I thought that was a a smart moment uh, that gave Dolph Ziggler a little bit more fire to carry it to the next level, which they're doing at Stomping Grounds, what I'm calling the Timberland Pay Per View. <laughs> I mean, you know, it looks like they got a pair of butters uh, that they just, you know, put the word stomping ground inside of. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's given him a steel cage match and, and it's given a longer program instead of Dolph Ziggler just being the one and done type of thing. So I <laughs> thought that was a, a good match and a good finish. Good match. Good finish. I mean, all the way, the build up was great, but. I hate to sound like a negative Nancy. Well, don't sound like it. But I got to. <laughs> I mean, why, why? Dolph just came back, and automatically he's already in with the WWE champion. That's, you know, he just leapfrogged Kevin Owens, who just came back. <laughs> and Kevin Owens leapfrogged pretty Daniel much Bryan. everybody else. Yeah. Who's now a SmackDown champion. But due to uh, the injury, I can understand that. But what about Samoa Joe? What about well, Sheamus is out. What about uh, Rusev? Yeah, Even I agree with Shinsuke. Rusev. Uh, Shinsuke is still that one problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I mean, it I, should I'm, be so. I know it sounds selfish, but it should be solved by even Andrade and his broken Spanish attempt is speaking more than Shinsuke. And Oscar, and I'm not saying that to be separatist or whatever you would call it. I'm just saying that I want them to go to the next level. But in order to do that in the U.S., you have to talk. And having a broken English or somebody over, you know, Becky promoting it, Oscar, Oscar's gonna lose every time. True. You can't just leave. Who's ready for Oscar? You're not ready for Oscar. And then Becky just killed you in three minutes with everything she didn't said. You don't look. I'm not afraid of Oscar. No. So Speaking of which, where is she at? Who cares? <laughs> now, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but again, I'm not happy with this. Is the the team that Paige is presented this superstar? I'm like, come on, really? I feel like you just given Oscar the Scooby Snack of the consolation prize. And Kyrie saying just coming up like, well, you know, we got to bring somebody up. So come on, Kyrie. 
you know, do whatever you're going to do. Yeah, okay. And, hey, it's Paige. Go ahead and do your thing. Ah, oh, it should have been somebody more impressive in reference to presentation and, and unexpected. I don't know who it would be, but it, it could have been somebody. Yeah. <sighs> Wishful thinking. But <laughs> might as well keep wishing on that as we go to commercial break, come back, and then might as well discuss a little bit of interpretive Firefly Funhouse. Stay tuned. And just like that, we're back. Don't get hauled off because me and the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. Like Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Ooh, Nikita. And a Russian sickle. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Well, Firefly Fun House. You know what? I'm going to let you start. You go because I'm, I'm about to lay down some foundation. And then uh, we'll, we'll see what you got out of it. Oh, give me a second. Hold on. <clears throat> Tell him, Hawk. <laughs> wow. Oh. I, I, I'm at a loss for words in a way, but number one, what Bray Wyatt is doing is absolute genius. And the simple fact that he brung Mr. McMahon in was even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the 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 whole do the muscle man things I found that funny, but it was a couple uh, subtle things I'm sure people missed because when they kind of did like a a wipe to the next scene, most people probably didn't realize it was a pentagram that came towards the screen. So I, I see a lot of what's going on, and I I, I love what he's doing, but I was. Very, very intrigued and satisfied with this episode of Firefly Funhouse. Oh yeah. It 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 blew my mind on so many levels. Get too deep into it. The first thing I have to say is thank you, Matt Hardy. Because if it wasn't for Matt Hardy breaking through the fourth wall on what he was doing in TNA with broken Matt Hardy and, and, and the, the, the Hardy ranch battles and all the crazy, I mean, this is a hot mess of craziness that was going on over there. And even a little bit, he was able to do in WWE, but thank you, Matt Hardy for laying the foundation for this liquid gold to be understood enough to be greenlit because if Matt wouldn't have done that and Bray Wyatt would have came with this concept, because look how long it took for this to come to fruition. He said he had this stuff and he wanted to do this way back when, but it was like, no, because they didn't understand how to do it and understand. They didn't understand it. Let's just put that out there. But when they, you cross-reference what Matt Hardy was doing as he was promoing against Vince McMahon and, and all this other stuff, it makes sense on how and then when you combine that with the kids show parody, it, it adds it to 
a little bit more understanding of how it could come to life. But there were parallels. This episode, in my opinion, Bray Wyatt told his life story. He did Bray Wyatt, This Is Your Life, and one part of it. Because Huskus the Pig Boy was Husky Harris in WWE. So he talked about his original uh, gimmick that he had. He was heavier. And what he was told that, y'all, you're not going to amount to anything and you're not going to do that much, even though he has the rotunda lineage. So he's, he's grandfathered into the industry, basically. But yet that was his gimmick. He's telling himself, a younger self, you can amount to whatever you want to be. One day they're going to say the whole world is in your hands. One day they're going to call you a genius like we are saying Bray Wyatt is through the roof ahead of the curve. And in reference to Mystique and Awe, the only one, in my opinion, close to filling the void of The Undertaker on Mystique and phenomness and, and, and presentation and able to, to think through the business, not of the business, but to think through and, and, and have foresight on what could be done from a creative standpoint on your character or, or his character. So that was the first thing. Vince's parody was the balance out of what he was saying to himself because he's saying, no, boss, we got this. Let me show uh, just a formality and the old school mind control, mind wiping of how you would create a sleeper cell. Showing them a different random things that landed on top of each other and then a subliminal message in between, like you saw the pentagram, you saw um, Bray's alter ego and the let me in, and you seeing all this stimulus, but then in the back of your brain, it just laying down foundation. So when they activate you, you don't even realize you have a trigger and they got you. You're going on in your normal life and then we're here. And next thing you know, you're, you're a stone cold zombie. And there you go. You're attacking or doing whatever you need to do. So they basically gave people mind wiping one-on-one in the midst of it. And then you had just the comicness of the daggone muscle man dance <laughs> happening and all the stuff that was going on. That is arguably one of the best non-televised in reference to live appearance segments WWE has ever had. And, and I think probably a good portion of the fans appreciate it for what it is. The rest of them are still kind of dumbfounded on trying to grasp everything that is intertwined into that episode. It, I was wondering how it could get better at this moment. The treatment that would happen in the ring is only like 12th on the list compared to where we go from here. And I don't think they need to do an episode next week. I think they should do like many things happening throughout the course of Raw and SmackDown where it would be just be a cut in. And then you would just see Bray doing the muscle man dance and a little picture in picture. And then you would have those little subliminal messages and it would cut out in between just at random things and you would only see it on TV um, 
and maybe a couple times during on the Titantron or in different locations in the arena. So it would be a monitor, big jumbotron that's in the back, and that would have it. And then fans would look up, and then it would just go away. And then next thing, it's on the Titantron. The next thing, it's on the monitors where the announcers are watching, and you got the camera on that. So it's just popping up. And, hey, WWE, steal this idea too. Um, it's popping up at different locations all throughout, and then on the t- on televised TV. So it's sitting at home, you're watching it, and that's just the icing on the cake. So Bray doesn't have a full Firefly Funhouse. It's just happening, and you're just continuing the quote-unquote mind control uh, mind reprogramming thing that's going on. And then next week you have it to where, or maybe you end it with just Vince. You got a shot of Vince looking at the screen, just staring at the screen. And all you see is a continual shot of can't remember like the ring was where you had the, the little, you know, grainy thing. And then you would start watching as Samara starts to creepily walk out. Uh-huh. through the, the TV, but you would see that, and then it would just be shots of Bray Wyatt waving, and then, we'll just call him for lack of a better term, Demon Bray waving, and then Vince just staring at it, and they're like, boss, 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 and eventually somebody pulls the plug, and he's like, what? You know? <laughs> but the whole night, all you saw was everybody else having it, but Vince has been watching the feed the entire time, uninterrupted. Come on down. Damn it, I'm on fire tonight. Whew. I'm and on look, fire tonight. You ain't got to worry about me putting you out because I, I want <laughs> you to keep going. I'm on fire tonight. That's that's it. So that that's that may be the last bit of treatment I'm giving. Um, but Bray, do that. Do that. Campaign for that. Whoever's listening in the, 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 the corporate offices, do that. Do that. Please. Please do that. And then as we are on fire, I'm not even remotely close to how on fire our truth was this week, where he and his little YouTube vignettes over this 24 seven belt has turned me over into a true believer. Remember before I was like, truth just needs to, you know, more people need to, to, to take the belt and needs to be in these weird places and stuff. What well, they delivered the airport, the tarmac, the airplane, mm-hmm. all of that. But Truth and his little vignettes was able to do over 5 million views in one day. That's more impressions than the WWE could get about Super Showdown. Wow. Just wow. And you know something? <laughs> this is how amazing social media is. Now, he won back the 24... Now, he lost 24-7 championship talking to his wife about the kids on the tarmac. Mm-hmm. He won it back. And if you go to the WWE Wikipedia page, go down to championships and unbranded, you have the WWE 24-7 championship. Current champion, all troops. His fifth reign. Where did he win it at? 39,000 feet above the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. How much more unique can you be than to win that for a belt that I created. Well, yeah. <laughs> Did you no, notice? Yeah, no, seriously. The People's Choice Don Rodriguez came up with that idea. That's how we know somebody from WWE is listening. But just cut the check. My man wants to get paid. Or just give me the job. 
without the need to have a couple qualifications. Sorry, guys. You know, I haven't, you know, ran any TV stuff or anything like that. Well, well if you just, just on GP of creative ideas, I'll take the job. Give me a little bit of a leeway here. I mean, I'm coming up with liquid gold here. I'm spitting hot fire. I spit hot fire all day. I'm Dylon. I spit. I rap and I spit. It's hot fire. <laughs> Shout out to Dylon. Dylon, 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 and Dylon making the band. He's the only one in the band, according to Dylon. But I didn't forget Puff. Shout out to Dylon because he spits hot fire like me. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest rapper alive. Name five. Dylon, 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 Dylon. It's like, oh, God, what the heck is going on over here? Bang, man, this fool has lost his mind. But that's a whole nother. Then <laughs> when anybody has never seen When Dave band, Chappelle did the parody. Go ahead and look up uh, Make It A Band slash Dylon and watch that. That intro off and puff when he lit in the Dylon. Like, nobody even know you. <laughs> like God dang! Well, we all know Dylon now. God dang it! Don't don't forget when Dave Chappelle Pell did the uh, oh yeah that's true the yeah. parody. So look all that up if you want to get a good laugh. But our truth, <laughs> man, he but he called the twenty four seven championship. He called it the twenty four seven European TV title, the twenty four seven European title. So I, I mean, would, that's another good ingenious thing. Keep calling it different belts, but 24-7. I love them to call it the WCW, the ECWT 24-7. And then one time, AE or WAE uh, or WEA, WEA 24, I mean, just whatever. Just have fun with it. And (laughs) now I think that's one of the most interesting spots on the show. I think it needs to happen more because this this proves $5 Over title changes on an airplane, there should be more. I don't want to see a bunch of people chasing truth. I want to see a bunch of people beating truth and truth overcoming the odds in unique ways. I want somebody to get pinned in the shower. Sorry. Wow. I think gender should not have been. He shouldn't have covered gender. He should have put his finger on gender. Same thing. And the ref would have tapped. And gender would never know. I think that would have got about 10 million views. Nope. Because Ginger's waking up talking about, yeah, I'm the... What? And somebody just tapped him. Yeah, you lost the belt. Why didn't you wake me? I don't know, man. <laughs> we were chasing truth. You know, and again, I think Renee Young should become 24-7 champion. I think Carmella should have the belt. Michael Cole, Corey Graves can win and lose the belt without getting a concussion. So that's fair game. Paige can get the belt. Why not? That's how you can include people that normally you don't have to wrestle to get it. You just need to be caught with a, with the pin. How awesome would that agree to come out as a twenty four seven champion? Mm. She doesn't have to physical, well. and you know she can lose the belt to a female, so that way you're not having a male pinning a female. You know that type of thing going on, so she can lose it to Oscar. And then Oscar can lose it to Ember Moon. Ember Moon can lose it to Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. So it could, it could go around. But it, it, it's that level, it, for the one I created, it's that level of title that anybody can have it anywhere. Hell, 
Vince could be like, you know what? I want the 24-7 belt and walk out there, lay down, and just bully somebody and take the belt. <laughs> it, the, the, the wild part about it, that'll be just another yep. belt to add to his can. resume. He's that already been WWE do. champion. Or Shane. Well, WWE Shane champion. Do it Because that would put heat on Shane. And Shane could be the best in the world twenty four seven. Miz could be Shane for the twenty four seven belt. Stephanie could be wow. Miz for the twenty four seven belt, and Trips could beat Stephanie for the belt because all he's got to do is just you know plant a kiss on her. She lays down on the ground one two three, and he calls one two three. Triple H is the twenty four seven champion. So many different wow. ways you could play that man, and it would be just entertaining after entertaining after entertaining, and then it could be a whole new WWE show right along the quest for truth. God damn it, I thought I was done. The quest for truth. I just gave y'all another show, WWE. Y'all need to stop me. I'm hot. I'm spitting hot fire. And this show is a weekly episodic show on YouTube about truth trying to win the belt back secretly from somebody else that has taken it from him. So he may win and lose it within his show, or he may find a person on Monday and then it ends, but it picks up on SmackDown live and you see what happened because truth comes out with the belt, the quest for truth. I'm done. I'm done. So we're going to commercial. I'm spitting hot fire. I'm Dylon mm. spitting hot fire. <laughs> I got no rebuttal. Let's go ahead and pay some bills. Because uh, you sitting there talking that, I'm trying to come up with a way. I got to figure out how to get all of this down and get it to WWE. <laughs> Look, Don, the people's Stop choice, Don Rodriguez. It's flowing. Walk with Elijah. You need to walk with me. Walk with me. <sighs> Hashtag, give Don a chance. Give Dylon a chance. <sighs> Dang it. Let's go to commercial break. Let's, exactly. let's take a break. <laughs> I'm still spitting hot fire. I'm spitting it. You can, all, you can only imagine <laughs> what in the world was going on during a commercial break. <laughs> like, God dang it, man. I'm going to need the hydrate. I need some Gatorade now. Who man. Oh, actually, no, I can't say Gatorade. We're not getting paid by them. So I'm just going to take some water. <laughs> Hey, but uh, uh, Gatorade, uh, Powerade, it doesn't matter. We, we, we accept endorsements. We, yeah, we, 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 do, kinda, we, we We like, you know, we, we don't, our, our fee is not a lot. I mean, just enough that can spread the wealth. You know, we'll endorse any product. We'll, we'll, we'll take any type of sponsorship. We kind of like the silent money, you know, the kind that, you know, don't make no noise, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. But I do make noise because I be spitting hot fire. <laughs> sorry, people. Sorry, people. This is, we're going to call this a dial-on episode. Uh, uh-huh. We're going to get him back in a D-A-B-A-N-D, which is pretty much just dial-on. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a couple co- topics left in this crazy episode that's going on on the sideline junkies, WrestleManiacs. And uh, I want to get your impression on what I think is going to be an interesting dynamic 
between Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair one-on-one. First they're sipping tea. Now Lacey's mad at Charlotte trying to run her down. Charlotte in a nice little pantsuit or short suit kicks the crap out of Lacey and not a beefing. But we got two strong blondes that have great promo potential, two heels, and they can go at it. I think that's a recipe for something good. Not a recipe to put somebody else in for a triple threat or fatal four-way and you got those two a part of it. I would like to see those two in a Cesaro, Sheamus-esque series. I wouldn't mind seeing them both champions in a series of going against each other down the road. I think that would be great television, great matches, great performance. That gives Becky a chance to do what we're going to talk about in a second. Um, that gives Bailey a chance to do whatever she needs to do to continue showing herself. But I think uh, Lacey v. Charlotte, man, in a, 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 a Iron Woman series or something like that would be amazing. I'm going to say this. Do not put these series of matches between Lacey and Charlotte on anything other than USA because you got to get the people what they want. This right here would be monumental, epic, because I would love to see them two go back and forth. Yep. Natural you, chemistry. Exactly. And you have the, 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 the Southern Bell. But which one is the Southern Bell? Because Charlotte's from the South, too. Mm-hmm. And both of them are just, they, they are not to be F star star K E D with. Yep. And, and who so, has more women rights than a queen? Think about that. Man, but see, you you calling for a Cesaro Sheamus thing? No, because them two wind up going the same uh, Sheamus and Cesaro role, and they team up. Say it with me now. Come on, flesh it out. I was already there. Oh, you go ahead oh. and speak it. Speak it. Oh. Testify. Oh, you might as well go ahead and kill the women's division, especially the tag team division, because they're going to dominate everybody the same way Cesaro and, and Sheamus did. They're going to decimate everything in their wake. So kill it right now. Yep. I, I'm sorry. You know how I feel about the Samoan slaughterhouse. You know, I got the, 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 the <laughs> I like to call it the irresistible force, but you know, Nia Jax. And then you got the savagery of, of, of the sister and, and Tamina. Yeah. I, I think they would destroy them. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe I just said that. Please, now you don't be mad at me. Oh, you're going to be mad because I'm calling them the Queens of the South. Ooh. Already got a name. Why not? Why not? Jeez. Go ahead and lay it out, man. Queens of the South. Well, there it is. Queens of the South. And ship. <laughs> Who's going to beat them? First match, Iconics. And, you know, they butt heads during the match, and then all of a sudden, they're going to win gold, but then they hold. What's the longest reign for the women's championship? I think that belongs to the Iconics because they've held At it for two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah six, 62 days, I believe. They need to go on a, a, a New Day run. And they're literally wrestling on SmackDown, Raw, and NXT consistently. Mm. Because they could do that, and then you would force team-ups that normally would not team up 
in order to try to win the belts. People look at like somebody's got to take them down. So why not have a Shayna Baszler and uh, Bianca Belair going up against those two? Why not having a Becky Lynch and anybody <laughs> going up against those two? I mean, you just oh, Becky and Bailey, you know, anybody, you just have to put people together to like, look, we've just got to do this. And that'll be the quest. We just got to get those belts off of those two. Mandy Rose is going to get the bill. No, no, they get crushed. And it's going to come down to <laughs> the, the unthinkable duo winning the belt. Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch beating Charlotte and Lacey Evans. That's the WrestleMania match. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. You know what just popped in my head when you that? said that? Rock and Sock connection. The first time yep. they won the Bills. It was that unlikely duo that popped when they, I still, I'll never forget it. I was sitting in the living room of my uncle's house and everybody had went to bed and my uncle had to work the next morning. So he asked me the next morning, what was you so loud about? And I told him what happened. He said, why you didn't wake me up? My cousin said, why you didn't wake me up? That's like epic. I said, man, you don't understand how exciting that is. Now to see Becky and Ron, the team up, two people that have had some wars, not many, but had wars. It's some bad blood there. And they team up and win a women's tag team championship. Mm-hmm. And that, they're video Wait. together, promoing together against Lacey and Charlotte. I mean, man, that, that, that would be some serious, serious wars on Twitter. Kind of like what's going on on our next topic. Becky Lynch and Edge beefing on Twitter more than Becky and Beth Phoenix. <laughs> like, they're really going in on each other on what's being discussed. I mean, they're, they're dropping, like, hold-the-mic moments on Twitter right now, and it is crazy. Like, Becky changed her profile description on Twitter to say, Beth, psst, over here, I think I broke your husband. If you like to fight me and make some money, my email is workratqueen316 at theratingsbro.com. <laughs> this is the best. Wow. This is, best, is really gone crazy. Ed, uh, Edge called her uh, a jugger, a ratings juggernaut. I mean, they're really going back and forth. Edge uh, replied, okay while you scramble with your ghostwriter to come up with a comeback and think of the next wrestler you rip off like Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm going to go shine one of my 31 championships. Goodbye, Becky Lynch won belt. <laughs> they, are, they are really going in. But Beth Phoenix said, hey, I'm, you are you and my husband is my husband. I know how y'all are going to be and you're never going to stop. If you want this to go down, go talk to the man that runs the company. So my question to you is, do you think Becky is digging fights too hard on Twitter? Or do you think it's a genius way to call attention to matches that creative would not create? I think it's a way to call attention to matches that creative would not create, but 
if they have the buzz for it, they're going to create it. And social media being so prevalent, so prominent in the industry right now, and you have the likes of Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, that Twitter feud did. Then Natalia and Beth Phoenix got into it. That Twitter feud, like all of that, you're sitting there. I stayed on Twitter consistently. I had to take a break. I had to retire from Twitter for a few days because I, I couldn't handle it. It was so much mm-hmm. going on, but it was so exciting. I wasn't getting work done. You know, I'm, I'm in, in the chemical room, sitting in the corner, reading Twitter and, you know, reading the Twitter feed and just like, oh, my goodness. And then I blinked two times on it. Oh, shoot. I was supposed to put like three, four pallets away. So I got to hurry up and go put them away. Now, I had to take a break. I had to take a break. But it, I, it's not a bad thing. I love it. Because you're keeping kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Y'all, they can be sitting side by side. And, oh, no, no. Say yep. this, say this, say this. Right, yep. right there. And that's why I was going to ask you if you think it's a, a work or a shoot. I, I because think it's a little bit of both. Edge, if, if Becky went to Edge and said, hey, I really want to get this booked. Can you help me? I think Edge would be like, okay. What else is he doing? Why not? I help my wife get over. And if we can build that up, it's a it's a paycheck and a payday for the house. I know you got thick skin. So you can dish it. I can dish it. We can have some fun with this. Just like you said, they're, they're talking, laughing, giggling, because the rest of the world, the, the marks are over here just – Digging it up, commenting on that. Ooh, you said what? Oh my goodness. Ooh, you know, mm-hmm. putting all the memes in and doing all that. And the next thing you know, 24-7, five million, five million views later. We might as well go ahead and make this match. I had a great idea. Or we listen to the sideline junkies and heard Don Rodriguez come up with something. And then uh let's go ahead and book this. That's a great idea. Yes, Vince, that's a great idea. You're right. You guys are geniuses. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in South Carolina, I'm like, man, uh, didn't we talk about that belt? So sorry, that was just some some old Dylon uh, flashback heat right there. I was like, remember that time I talked about? It? Yeah, I remember that time. But <laughs> <laughs> bringing it, bringing it back to the current time period, you know, I think that as long as it's done well, like you said, as long as it's keeping kayfabe and all parties are legitimately in on it, I think it's good. But if it's starting to get too grimy and dirty and not everybody is, is cordial in on it. It's really beefing. I think that's a detractor for the women for sure because the men aren't doing it because they ain't got time. They're too busy in the gym. That over here, Twittering it up and, and going all in, beefing and all that. No, um, the women understand emotions will drive the purse. Uh-huh. So you got the people emotionally involved that's how the man became the man, then they're going to spend the money, they're going to support, and they're going to drive you. But you don't want to do that, and you're breaking down each other when y'all are trying to evolve and revolutionize because then you just set yourself back three years. Now, I will say this before we get to the final topic of AEW. I am becoming increasingly torn, and I blame Mickey James, I blame Lana. I blame Mickey James. I blame who else was it? There was one. Oh yeah, Mickey James. Because I'm tired of these videos surfacing and these bathing suits and these bikinis and these these tight little outfits. 
and I'm over here promoting the daggone women's evolution and revolution and y'all showing some stuff that make me want to go back to the Attitude Era as a broad panties matches and stuff because y'all should be watching it and looking like this on Twitter, man. I'm just saying. You should look like this. It's not fair. I'm hurt. I'm torn, man. I can't be talking about y'all need to be wrestling more than a lot of showing videos. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. What the hell is this? Is anybody else seeing this? And Mickey James talk about being, you know, the MILF and all that. It's like, yeah, you're right. I can't even think about you the same anymore, Mickey. For a long time, I really couldn't because, you know, she was my number one for a long time. So I'm just saying, y'all need to stop with this. For real. Y'all need to stop. We need to take, we need to take a break. <laughs> put on some clothes. Maybe y'all, you know, I don't know, be in some sweats or something and then show a sweatsuit video. But if I see one more daggone something, I'm writing y'all back. Like, y'all need to stop this. I'm about to start a campaign. Bring back the Attitude Era. For real. I don't want to see a woman wrestle. I want to see Mickey and Lana looking like that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't. But This is wrong, man. This is wrong. Is, I can't focus. Going no, down my Twitter feed, and but, I'm like, oh, man, isn't she married? Lana, stop it. The wild part about it and the attitude there, we still had women wrestling. You had Trish Stratus and Brian Panty matches, but she was a legit wrestler. She'd knock your head off. Yeah, but we had to get past the Brian Panty part first. Well, true. Then you had China. China, rip your lungs out. We was all on China. China's going to beat us down first. Then maybe, oh, 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 China. But before that, it was like, yeah, we're catching that beat down on that one. I'm sorry. But I'm going to ask you a question. If China beat you down, would you have a problem with her beating you down? Heck no. I would be laying down a whole match. Like, first exactly. of all, you're going to put me in this hole. What are you talking about? No, you're going to put me in this hole, China. I'm telling you, that I will tap. Don't You don't want me to tap? Okay, I will not tap. But you're gonna, And then I need you to do this, this, and this. Why are you smiling through every move? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot <laughs> to take this match from the top. Sorry. I apologize. Take two. <laughs> about 15 takes to get that match right I just can't get that, it right that WWE uh, network special would be one match with China they'd be like really it's about 15 of them but... <laughs> it's only one bell ring that started we just kept resetting it because I'm having a blast <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm not even going to lie to you we 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 both in the same, but I no, yeah, just didn't get it quite right. I just I don't right, this time. Let me do you. I, I, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like no, I'm supposed like yeah, you're right. That's your move. My bad. I was just putting it out there. Just wanted to say. I don't feel the emotion. I don't feel you. You're you really just you gotta get me right there. Yeah, I just okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be putting that torture rack again. Yeah, I just I don't <laughs> think I screamed enough that time. <laughs> Well, well, well. So, yeah, that's that's why we get along so well because we think exactly yeah, alike. So you know, bring back the attitude era. Um, so Mickey James can get her MILF championship belt. I'll ship that one. So I'd give it to. So her. our last topic of the day, 
and this is more on a serious note. Do you think AEW has lost any steam because we've got to go to October before they have televised anything? So double or nothing is what? Two weekends out now. It's happened. The buzz of uh, the Jericho, Kenny Omega match is kind of balancing out. The only major thing that's happening on their feeds outside of the vacations that Brandy and Cody are on is the thing about Moxley winning the IWGP championship on his debut. But outside of that, everything else is double or nothing had this or double or nothing had that. It's just throwback. Like, we didn't all see it now. If you haven't, you need to watch or pirated something. So show me what happened two weeks ago. It's like, it, whatever. So you think they're losing steam because that is the only major message that's coming versus there being something immediately close that's happening that they're leading up to. Well, there is something close that they're leading up to. You have two pay-per-views. Two, I don't know if they're going to be pay-per-view, but you have two events in between Double or Nothing and yeah, All Out. They're, they're, which, was it August is the first one, that Fighter Fest in August? No. Fight Effects Fest is the end of this month, the twenty ninth. Fight, yep, fight for the Fallen is the thirteenth of July, and All Out is the thirty first of yeah. August. I got my you time. You have on. one every month. Well, then they need more promotion. But, exactly, because nobody knows this. And then, what are you doing to build up the storylines? Now, granted, it worked for Double or Nothing because you sign excellent well, talent. Jericho's, now, it's what he's saying was proven. The reason why you got the viewership locally is because Y2J is grinding that out on his name. Period. That's and uh, I'm trying to. I got to pull it up again. I think I saved it, but I, and I'll once I find it, I'll reshare it to the sideline junkies Instagram page. It's an IGTV video from long before uh, Double or Nothing, where Cody was talking about Chris Jericho being his employee and things like that, and Jericho clapped back and said, uh, what's your last name, Cody? Is it Khan? Because it must be Khan, because you think that you're my boss. He said, what do you want? 100000 He pulled out cash, and he's counting off cash to the camera. He said, what do you want? 100000 10000 You want me to write you a check for 25000 Hold up a check? Then he offered him... Uh, Yen or something like that. He offered him a foreign currency, and then he went in on Cody. Now I, I believe it was a, a a work. I don't believe it was a shoot, but man, Chris Jericho. We talked about social media. Chris Jericho is not to be played with when it comes to social media. But him doing things like that, Cody and Brandy showing up at different places. Um. Everybody just doing their part. You have to, yes, Double or Nothing was a success. Yes, it was awesome. It was great. Uh, but you got to build on that and keep going. See, right yeah. now, to answer your question, would it seem like I'm dancing around? I believe they have lost steam. Even though you do have an event coming up the end of this month, June 29th, what are you doing in between events to keep people exactly waiting and anticipating with exactly. bated breath. What they should doing? not, in my opinion, I know you need a breather. Your breather should have been two days. 
vacation at most. Should have been two days. I'll be on a, a interview circuit. I would be, you know, everywhere. I would be wrestling everywhere that I could. If Moxley is in New Japan, everybody should went back to New Japan to get that buzz in. And then we should have went over to Australia. We should have went here. We should have went there. It should be, you should have, or you should have uh, televised YouTube specials, not just the, the talking one, but actual matches in a training facility or something. And y'all are showing matches and you're creating an hour show in between. Jeez. Right there. That is the power of social media. You can do it there. You can do it on and IGTV. It you All you need is a cell phone or a go. That's it. Or, uh, uh, you know, how, how they do it on for these, some of these videos for ridiculousness, uh, uh, a daggone uh, camera. And you just capture it, it in 1080p and upload it. But there should be something created, like you said, weekly that should be running through online and you can watch to build the story. Because you had so many characters, but you don't know the story. The Battle World there was some great characters in it, but then what is the storyline that we're supposed to get invested in? You want me to just watch a match, but there's no storyline. The only major storyline you had at Double or Nothing was Cody and Dustin. Yeah. You had a lineage, so you had a built-in story, so you really don't count that one. You were really fighting to tell the story of um, Y2J versus Kenny Omega, so that way the home field advantage would be on everybody understanding the story of Kenny Omega and why they had that long-standing feud of characters. And then we need to know about everybody else because who am I supposed to care about on the mid, on the mid card? I don't even know who the jobbers are going to be. I know that sounds bad, but you know, somebody's got to take the L, but I should be caring about the job squad, but I don't know everybody enough to care about everybody enough. If you want, I would go to TNT and I know you wait until then, but hey, I need a 30 minute special just because. And if you, I mean, introduce it. Why not? Air it at midnight. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching anything at midnight anyway on TNT. Air it at midnight. Nope. Or break it up into five minute segments in between commercials just so that way we can have a little something and, and throw people to it. Because if they don't have their ducks in a row, when WWE hits Fox, Fox is double down. We talk about double or nothing. Fox is like all in, pun intended, on this. And to have programming to go from WWE to UFC. So that means we've got Shayna Baszler that could be called up by then MMA. And then you got UFC coming after that. Ronda Rousey comes back to UFC that comes back to that. Ken Shamrock wants to wrestle. He could get a Legends contract just so you can have MMA coming behind, uh, coming before UFC and the WWE. You could dovetail some things together to make that uh, power for our block on uh, Fox. That's insanity. You, you know something? But that blueprint of putting something out there now, Raw's been on TV since what, 1993? And growing. And growing. But SmackDown's only been on 
really since 1999. But SmackDown started out as what? A what? A two-hour special? Or was it an hour special? I can't remember because I haven't watched the VHS tape in so long. I don't think it was that long. It was just a little jump in. Right. And you had, I mean, debuted a big show on and on on Thursday night of that. Because I'll never forget the big show drop kick test. And I had never seen a man that large get up <laughs> off the ground like that. Because I, I wasn't really deep in the WCW to watch him like that. But gee, me Christmas. But that's the, the blueprint right there. And then if you, if you don't have, they won't go with that. Do what MCW does. I watch MCW cards on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can stream live on Facebook and it'll save it so people can go back and watch it. You can get those mm-hmm. views. There it is. And does it cost you a dime? But yet you can build the ca- – I uh, mean, they, you, your entire roster that's going to be regulars should be cutting promos on there just to introduce the characters. So by the time we get there's so much content, all you got to do is cherry pick what you're going to produce into your vignette. And then there you go. It needs to be continual because you have to hit the ground. I'm telling you, if they don't hit the ground running, it's going to stagger. And we all know how TNT feels and truth about wrestling. Because if that was the case, if they were 100% behind it, the Monday Night Wars would have went differently because they would have submitted the deal and Eric Bischoff and his investment group that he was leading the charge with would have bought WCW and had television time on Wednesday. And the face of everything could still be different. Now, WCW, in my opinion, would have existed. And I think WCW may have bought ECW. And Paul Heyman could be over there, which means Brock could be a WCW uh, competitor. And Attitude Era may still be in existence. Things could have went a little different. So they have to hit the ground running to be able to capture people on that TNT time slot, on that channel. Because if you're not watching Law and Order, I'm trying to think, what the hell else is on TNT? That interests me. So, and I said, and they had definitely, when Fox and WWE get together, it's, it's going to be crazy later on this year. So, I'm just curious to see whether or not you thought they were losing steam. But it sounds like you're, you're like me. I'm tired of seeing double or nothing reminders of what happened. It's done. It's happened. Okay, we're moving past it now. What, what's next? Type of thing. And again, if I'm right. not on the radar of even realizing that we got events that are that close, like Jesus, the only thing I can account for right now is stomping grounds is happening on the same day as my inventory. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. <laughs> so obviously I'm watching stomping grounds while they count my product. That's without question. But if I'm not even equating that there is anything else happening after that that is wrestling related, then they are doing themselves a disservice. Because I spent, you know, I just got the bill. I spent my 50 to help support Cody. But yet, if you want the rest of my money, you need to show me that there's something to spend it on. WWE Network was a no-brainer. You're talking $10 a month, $120 a year. Everybody that has bought a WWE pay-per-view knows if you buy WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, those pay-per-views normally run at 60 bucks. 
two pay-per-views equal the same amount as the network for a year. That was a no-brainer. As soon as they said the price point, I emailed them and said, can I just give it to you now? And they, they told me, no, it has to be monthly. Okay, fine. I'm just trying to pay you the 120 now. You just tell I will give it to you because I'm spending it on two pay-per-views. Guaranteed lock. Everything else is, you, is just bonus money for y'all. But I'm guaranteed two pay-per-views a year I'm paying for, without question, at the $60 price point. But AEW, I support them for 50 but I have no idea what the hell's coming. To, I mean, even what's coming down the road, I don't even know if I want to pay for it because I'm not invested in it. So, I'm, I'm down for Cody. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge mark for Y2J. Um, but there's nothing there, and it needs to be something. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. But they need to learn from WCW and Eric Bischoff, as he was talking about on uh, his Twitter feed when he was doing an interview, um, about being different, carving out your own mark, your own niche. Booker T said the same thing. Mark Henry said the same thing. Carve out your own path. Run your race, and you'll be fine. But if nobody can find the track you're on because you're not giving us any content or any breadcrumbs, that's where the problem is. We can't watch a race if we have no idea what the hell your race is. That's absolutely And I'm true following right you on social media, and I have no idea where your race is. That's giving you a little bit of a disconnect. I know how what Brandy has worn on her vacation pictures. I've seen the outfit and the shirt that she bought Cody. <laughs> I've seen y'all at the Millennium Falcon, but I know nothing about what the hell the next pay-per-views are going to be. Problem. And that's where we'll leave it right there. That shows the problem right there. I know about <laughs> your personal life for what you've shown on social media, but I have no idea about what the hell the business is doing. Problem. No. None whatsoever. I mean, I wish I had. I don't even know what the hell the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing right now, on average, in in discussion. But I damn sure know about what's going on with the XFL. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) even from the back end, it's like, hey guys, uh, you can't treat this like the off season. There's no off season in wrestling. None whatsoever. If Christmas is is falling on a Monday, you are filming that show on Saturday or Friday for Monday. So technically, you're still working through because you're somewhere else. It is what it is. But that's our show, folks. Go ahead and tell them uh, all the wonderful places that they can connect with us. Well, before Uh-oh. I do that, I, I got one thing to say. Steven! Oh, I like to. <laughs> Jeez. Now that brought back memories. <laughs> um, I like to. From the sideline junkies, all of us here, the little one, Liv Morgan, that little firecracker there. Happy yes, birthday. Yes, Liv, yes. Another one. You need to stop with them pictures, Liv, for real. For no, real. no, no. Don't you, you stop do with that. that. That no, makes Liv, my day. You really stop with that. I'm, I'm saying it. Don't make me start crying up in here again. You you, you almost there with Mickey and Lana. Thankfully, you, you didn't go Don't. all in. But I'm just saying. There's a couple of them photos you decide to live for real. See, now, 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 now every, I can't. Every time I can't she agree with glasses you. off. She stopped that. I'm telling you, I can't. I can't agree with you. Different color because I I enjoy. It. Oh my goodness, whoo! This is a family show. Don't say what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, my brother, testify. <sighs> That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Sorry, 
Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Riot Squad for mm. I got to behave. Nia Jax is listening. <sighs> of course, you can hear us right here on Anchor FM. Uh, Radio Public Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes Podcasts. And contrary to popular belief, we're not going anywhere in the podcast section. So everybody that's on Apple iTunes Podcasts, we're not going anywhere. Uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, Podbean, Podcoin, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Player FM. That's 16 platforms. You can download the app and listen to the Sideline Junkies. But if you don't want to do that, you can also go on over to SidelineJunkies.com. It's all itemized. Every section, everything we talk about, all laid out. So you can always just click on it and then click the link. Take you right to the Anchor page. And you can play it from said Anchor page without downloading the app. But I request that you download the app. So that way, you can send us a voice message of a minute or shorter. And let us know how you feel about whether it's the WrestleManiacs. The Sunday Rise, the Redskins Perspective, which is a new show we do on Mondays, Tuesday Night Flight, or the Thursday Night Throwdown. Let us know what you're thinking. That's a lot. And shout out to all the, the newly joined sideline junkies on the WWE Universe mobile app. So we will be taking over all the club battles and everything that's going on that way. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm lacking because I can't get mine to work, so I gotta uninstall and reinstall. I, my phone did an update and knocked every one of my games that's out. Is. That's how they get you, man. At least you back online tonight, and then soon to be on the Sideline Junkies page, we will have a link to the Dylon experience where <laughs> you, will have, you will have all the greatest hits in one spot. <laughs> It's pretty much just him saying Dylon for about 15 minutes, but it's well worth it. I rip and I rhyme. I rhyme and I rip. Listen to the way the Dylon spits. Oh, man. Uh, I know how he feels, man. You just spit hot fire all day. Just spit hot fire. Oh, man. No, you, you was in the blue flame today. That's what you was. You was in the hottest part of the fire. You... My good sir, my brother, my I took friend. The gauntlet off. I'm, you. I'm done now. I'm done. Man. Next. I need to next, snap and let all this stuff that next you say week come true. Week, sir. Next week is your week. Come correct. It's, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You want me to follow yeah, that? Yeah. Like you follow Nia you Jax know, everywhere. But, I mean, geez, look at it. You see yeah, why I do. That's why I need to get that WWE mobile app. It actually looks like she's going to look when she comes back. Lean, mean, and, oh, she is destroying her and Shayna Baszler. They oh. are putting in some work. Speaking of which, I can't remember if it was Instagram or if it was Twitter. She said she slimmed down. And what caught my eye, she said, I can drop it low again. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. I told I'm Tell oh me, my goodness! She's gonna lose. If I had to guesstimate, between sixty to a hundred pounds. I'm telling you, people are in her ear. Drop some weight a little bit, 
because you got to anyway. You got knee surgery, so you got to lose the weight to take some of the pressure off. That's just obvious. But, but the thing is, down. she's still going to be thick oh, as yeah. all out there. She's going to be oh, thicker yeah. than the still. That's, she's going to be Braun Strowman swift now. And I think if she can get down to maybe 60 pounds more than Tamina, oh, it, it, we're in a whole new ballpark. And if you be like, well, I don't know if she can do that. Look at her uh, modeling day photos. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Or oh, when she first no, came he, in. No, the modeling. That was that's that's like a whole other really? moment. KG, mm. I guarantee you'll get a time machine and you'll buy every magazine she was ever in. <laughs> Look up them photos, and I know you'll message me in about twenty minutes. Like, whoa, what the heck? I mean, she hot now, but back then, oh my, you left a white. She she'd been um, Harlem night sunshine on you. You would even you wouldn't even have met her. <laughs> like, I never coming home. Why? Because I'm going on a tour to find this woman. That's how straight up legit. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, well, mm, gee, me, Christmas. That, well, well, so you got your homework, sir. Next week we will find out ooh. in the quest for peace exactly how many times KG got in trouble because he was still looking through his phone while his wife was asking him questions. What you doing? Uh, 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 yeah, Nijax. <laughs> That's your answer right there. So it's all about Nia. I mean, she don't want this wrestling about. Now I got time for that. I need this uh, time machine for real. Nia Jax. Who boy? I- I'm gonna work you on will. it. I bet you will. And also, before we go, did you hear that John Cena has signed on for Fury- Fast and yeah, Furious? No, I'm mad about that. Not mad for John Cena. I'm mad that now I may really have to go back and watch what the heck happened from Tokyo Drift up till now because I have no idea. What? I know. I'm, what? I'm, I'm sad. Like, I can't even watch Hobbs what? and Shaw. Like, I don't even know where the heck y'all fit into the thing. The most Vin Diesel I get is wait, wait. I am Groot. <laughs> so, <laughs> fast and Furious. Like, do they still have cars in this thing? I have no idea. All I heard was some people saying, did y'all see what? The Rock pull a helicopter from the sky? I'm like, for real? He did? The Fast and Furious movie? You haven't seen Oh my God! You no. haven't seen the preview for Hobbs and no. Shaw. I, I haven't seen anything, man. Oh, I know that's horrible. I, no, no, no. The preview for Hobbs and Shaw. Number one, I've I've I downloaded the AMC A list movie app, and I've seen twelve movies in the last thirty days. So I, I see about three movies a week, and I've seen. Oh, it's only twenty four fifteen a month, so it's awesome. Um. I seen that preview maybe about five or six times. Uh, Idris Elba <laughs> saying that I'm like the Black Superman. Oh, that that was that's good. <laughs> but seeing the Rock, you got Roman Reigns. I got amped up just seeing Roman on the screen. I mean, you got the Samoan bloodline. On the screen, he got actual family to play his brothers. So, I mean, it's a rock movie. Of course, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm automatically ready and and going to be there. So, Haku Mashinte. That's all I gotta say about it. The line that launched his Hollywood career. Yeah, never forget it. And the thing is. 
he's got another banger coming out now. Hobbs and Shaw's oh, gonna be I can't great. wait to see uh Jungle hey. uh Jungle was it uh Jungle Ju- no no Jumanji. Not Jumanji. Uh, Jungle Adventure or Disney Jungle Adventure, whatever it is based off of the ride. Uh that's supposed to be really, really good. Jumanji actually has a video game coming out. That's how crazy this is, based off of the first uh Jumanji movie, Jumanji one with the rock and Kevin Hart and uh the rest of the crew. So they have a video game on that coming out now. So The Rock is doing it big. Yeah, and then, you know, he has his own custom headphones, too. Custom mm-hmm. workout headphones. And, All and sold his performance out. line of clothing. And yep. he kind of needs to get his back, his butt back in the ring. Just saying. Just because. Hey, the thing is, I see him as an inspiration because of, look where he came from. Remember, he he told the story where he had $3 in his pocket and he was sleeping behind Mm -hmm. garbage cans. And to becoming a multi-millionaire, close to billionaire with all the endorsements, TV shows, he's still got ballers, he's got movies. I mean, And got divorced, and his ex-wife are cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know that. That's that's when you know that, you still got a good. When you you and your your wife separate, and she is still part of the family business, everything's good. Your cloud is so strong that your mama and your daughter show up at WWE events just in a crowd, just because we support Nijax. Mm-hmm. All right, but <laughs> like your mom, is it like dang rock? She in there? Isn't isn't uh isn't his wife his manager? At one point, I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah. Like I said, family wow. business. Yeah, and then you know, well, his mom and Nia Jax, like everybody. Well, that's not really his cousin. That's just like a distant. No, that's like they when uh, his mom was in a car accident. It was Nia Jax that was driving the truck when they were in a mm-hmm. car accident because it delayed Nia Jax's debut because she was her being hurt in the car accident. Most people don't wow. know that. That's true yep. bloodline. Man. And I, I'm just I'm happy for him all the way around. I mean, I, I look at him as a role model. I told uh my middle daughter, she'll be twenty one this year and she's trying to go the social media mm-hmm. route with Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to go the social media route with uh makeup tutorials because she's really good mm-hmm. at what she does. And then I told her, I said, you know, when you feel like you're discouraged, pull up The Rock on yep. Instagram. I guarantee you, you'll get ins- inspiration. Him, Gary V, C.T. Fletcher. I mean, these are guys that I watch every morning. Well, I don't feel like getting up to go do anything. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do a, a, a rundown for any sideline junkie show. I'm tired. I just want to lay down. I don't want to do anything. I just don't even want to exist. I just want to crawl into a ball and do nothing. There's my inspiration. Mm-hmm. Then also, I don't, I, you know, I, I nearly got fired because I had a six-year-old damn near take my dag on job last week. Oh, so, God. well, you the one that fired me. What do you mean, oh God? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to leave that in the past, man. She did a good job. <laughs> And can't stop talking about it. She said, "I mean, you know, she's just not old enough to run the board." So, uh, she, oh, you still, you still have service. But once she turns, uh, yeah. seven, you're out. Yep. 
Jeez, I got about a month Sorry, and a half. Miles, just go ahead and get your affairs in order. We're going to wish you uh, good luck on your future endeavors. Jeez. <laughs> just, my heart just ripped it too. Oh, Sorry, I didn't okay. mean to give you the WWE special on that one. I could give you the WCW special. We will be FedExing your termination letter. <laughs> While yeah. I'm home engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, since you're waiting for that letter to come, I guess we might as well just go ahead and FedEx you that we might as well just call this tonight. Envelope. Yeah. <laughs> Another fire, awesome show as usual. That is correct, sir. It's been a blast. And then we get to wait seven Indeed. days. And then see if – well, actually, correction. Let me say that again. We get to watch over the next seven days. How many of these daggone ideas that Dylon has spit it out? will actually be adopted into the <laughs> WWE circle of conversation in the creative room. Maybe one day be like, man, how are you coming up with all these ideas? Like, we take a break, and they're like, I have nothing. Like, what happened, man? You were the man. You had everything. I know. I feel, You know what I feel like? I feel like uh, Mr. Coach Klein's uh, notebook. That's what I feel like. Hmm. It's like you just took my notebook and you got all my plays. Now I got to yeah. imagine everybody else's little baby so that way I could go ahead and come up with some new plays. They took my playbook. <laughs> We're not going to let them get their hands on your playbook. Because, I mean, geez, if you took a notebook and wrote down everything you said and every idea that you came up with and just submit it, not even submit it, just submit a few here and there. They gotta hide. Nice. It's they I have to. Once before, man, they sent me the wonderful letter saying, "Unfortunately, we cannot accept outside creative ideas." That was one of the best moments what? of my life, right there. I actually got a legit letter from Stanford telling me, "Don't ma- oh well." I mailed a concept about the Dudley Boys in a TLC match uh, or a, a hardcore match to I forgot what venue I mailed it to, but I mailed a copy. To uh, Jim Ross, <laughs> Vince McMahon, <laughs> like literally to the venue. So I know somebody got it because mail came to them. <laughs> like, oh mm. man, I like hell. Y'all gonna get this idea? But just to tell you what the idea was. I think it was the Dudleys and the Hardys or something to have a tables match, but it'd be a tables Iron Man match. So the way it would work is you would actually uh, take the ropes off. And it would probably be a ramp or something like that. But the winner would be the team that went through the tables least. So what I mean by that is all around the ring are tables. So you would, you know, just Mm. whoever, you know, if you went through 15 tables as a team and the other team went through 11, the other team won. And it'd be brutal. Just tables everywhere. Just boom, 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 boom. Table spot after table spot after table spot. But you picked the two perfect yeah. teams for it. It never happened, though. But, I mean, it was just an idea. But at least I know that, A, they saw a picture of my son, uh, the picture of he and I with the belts, and, B, it went to somebody, Jim Ross and maybe Vince McMahon, actually got my letter and was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> somebody sent this fool a letter and told him he can't take his idea. And I got that letter. It was awesome, man. Great day. Great day oh. to be rejected. That's inspirational, right? There. 
happy to be rejected. I didn't yeah. care about getting it. The fact y'all sent me a letter, yep, I'm good, man. I marked out so hard when you got the mail and see WWE Stanford, Connecticut. Yes, the lawyers told me to leave them a hello. <laughs> and I'll lift them the hell alone. Happily. Well, it's a great day. We're going to get you hired. You're going to get that nice six figure check to do nothing but do yep, what you do be best. Sideline junkies. Come up with awesome. So, hey, by the way, heads up. Wink, wink. I wouldn't be surprised if this happened. Allegedly, kind of, sort of. It was my idea, so I'm probably going to steal my own idea. Yeah, that's what happened. That's... Man. <laughs> well, I was listening to Sideline Junkies and sold their idea. Yeah. That's how it works. Can't beat it. I'd, I'd, I'd love it. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get out of here. We'll let the people back to their regular lives of imaginating and, and all that. So thanks for listening. Feel free to comment and, and chime in. And then next week, we will do it all over again and I guess at that point, that'll be the one-week notice for KG to let him know he's going to be done. Um, so, we'll <laughs> pretty much, but <laughs> work that out from there. <laughs> always remember, we will always light the way. All you have to do is let us in. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.